Hello everyone and welcome to an Axe to Grind with Trevor the Axe Gilmister. Gilly, how's it going, mate? Good, buddy. Yourself? Yeah, pretty well, although I'm a bit confused and to be honest, I'm getting a bit... I don't. I, I just. I feel like the NRL might be with the Immortals. I feel like the NRL is just exploiting it a bit too much, and I feel like it. You know, last night five Immortals named three from pre-war, and then Norm Proven and Mal Meninga, all tremendous players. But the Immortals matters because it's exclusive, and now we've got thirteen, and there'll be two more in four years. I feel like they're threatening that exclusivity and threatening how important the Immortals is and why it matters. Yeah, uh, yeah, and no, I kind of no, I disagree with you a little bit because I, if those blokes deserve to be in there, um, they should be in there. There's no doubt about that. So I just kind of, I don't think it's a numbers thing. Um, I'm, I'm happy that the NRL have taken hold of the, the Immortal uh, situation uh, and, and made sure that, that that's their little baby. Um, and I think, you know, obviously... Uh, it, it obviously the pre-war uh, blokes, obviously not a lot of footage of those players and stuff like that. So that's that's always going on uh, people's uh, opinions and, and things like that. Um, and yeah, I mean, obviously uh, Daly Messenger for mine had to, he probably should have been in there from the start, shouldn't he? Um, yeah. Because obviously he started the game off, and obviously I didn't see Dave Brown and, and Frank Burge. I've seen a little bit of footage of Norm Proven, um, you know, so, I mean, and I was lucky enough to play with Mel Meninga, so, um, oh, yeah, I mean, you can't argue with them. So, and the next time, mate, there might be only one or two, but obviously down the track there'll be, obviously, Cameron Smith, you know, Billy Slater, um, those blokes, Greg Inglis, but their names will come up as well. So um, you might you might go a couple of years, mate, and there mightn't be any, and then there might be... I, I don't reckon it needs to be two every time or three every time. There might be one. There might be four or five the next time. But anyway, who knows? Well, this is the thing, right? We've got 13 now in four years. So 2022, they're saying there'll be two more. In 2026, there'll be two more and so on and so on. So we'll have 15, we'll have 17. So by 2026, we'll have 17 immortals when in twenty start of 2018, we had eight. I, mm. I just feel like... You know, the Hall of Fame is there for a reason, and that's to be more, to give more recognition to more yeah. players. Yeah, um, I get you. And yeah. I, I just think that, like, the Immortals is debated so hotly because it's so hard to get into it. Um, yeah. And and I agree with you that it's a good thing the NRL has taken over, and 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 I like that they actually made it a formal presentation. Rugby League Week, it was when it was owned by Rugby League Week, it was very ad hoc, um, and yeah. I like that there's a formal process. Um, I, you know. I'm and it's picked by journalists, basically, then. Yeah, so they would have got it right every time, you know. Um. Yeah, yeah, please. <laughs> um, so, and the fact that there are, you know, footy players now now picking it. Although I do wonder with the pre-war, how would you have, how, you know, how, how do you select those guys? Because there's only a bit of grainy vision and you've you really yeah. just got to go off the historians, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a tough one. As I said, I've obviously got to, you got you take the thinking of the blokes who've seen them in their time, then it's passed down, isn't it? I suppose it's a bit of a history lesson uh, on what goes on. Um, so, I mean, you can only rely on those people and those journalists from those time, and then the and then the journalists tell those blokes, and then the, the blokes who played with them, they speak as well. So you can only go by that and their and their records. And 
now that's that's another thing with the the records um, going on on those days. I mean, they worked. Mm. Rugby league was a um, just a, a game they played on weekends, basically. Um, they might have trained once once a week those days, and the really pre-war days and stuff like that. And I always say this to people: How many really gun players never really uh, got to play because they couldn't afford it, or mm. uh, they had to work, or those days it used to take them three months to get over there on a boat on a tour, so and they and they couldn't have taken the time off. That's right. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, so how many how many superstars we got lost those days? You know what I mean? So especially indigenous guys too, who you know would have had a whole other set of difficulties to try and play oh, the game. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They wouldn't even a lot of them wouldn't even got to the city, let alone overseas. You know mm. what I mean? So yeah, I mean there's. Um, if your if your family had a uh, had a little bit of cash, maybe you might might have been the chance of getting going overseas on on those long trips, you know. So yeah, there's, and and I've spoke to some of the older blokes um, in the kangaroo reunions that are a fair bit older than me, and some of the stories of them I've told of some of the blokes that couldn't go. Uh, they were better players than them, that, but they couldn't go because their family couldn't afford to have them away for three months or whatever it was, uh, or probably longer than that, um, to, uh, you know, because they were the breadwinners of the family, so they had to stay behind. So, anyway, pretty lucky nowadays, aren't we? Oh, absolutely. And, and I'm going to put you on the spot here. So in this Queensland era of dominance, um, which you've played a role yourself, there's probably five players I look at who are Immortals candidates. Slater, JT, Cameron Smith, uh, Greg Inglis, and Darren Lockyer. So there's five players through yeah. that era. Lockyer finished in 11. Um, not all five are going to be immortals. You'd think maybe two or three. How many of those players do you think should be recognised with that status in the next decade or so? Well, for mine, Cameron Smith's got to be um, in there. Um, you know, Darren Lockyer. Um, I mean, see, blokes, it's obviously... Can, um, there's conjecture on it's people's perceived opinions, isn't it? Your opinion's completely different to mine, or, mm. or sometimes there's people you just everyone agrees on. But there's always those fringe blokes that people. I'll toss someone up, and you'll, you'll toss someone else up. You know what I mean? And we'll go, oh yeah, I, I think him, and you think someone else. So there's always that bit of conjecture, especially on team sports, isn't there? You yeah. know what I mean? For sure. I mean, it's not like golf or running or boxing or swimming. Where your records just speak for themselves. Um, so, because I mean, without the team sport, you know, I mean, without the other players, I mean, you don't get to, <laughs> to do what you can do, can you? Um, so, yeah, I mean, Cameron Smith's got to be, I mean, he'll be an immortal, no, no doubt about that. Um, yeah, I agree. Um, he, he's he's the the standout for mine. See, another bloke too that, and he was the best front row in the game for you know ten years. Matt Scott for mm. mine. As well, that I mean, he's 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 not going to be an immortal, but he, he's had just as much influence. Um, there's quite a few other players in that in that squad that were around that time. Um, so, but that you seem to think the front rowers and the forwards don't seem to get the same recognition as the halves and the, you know, I mean, because they're uh, the blokes who get their hands on the ball a lot more. So, but without those blokes, the halves can't do what they do. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, JT. JT will be in there, I think, down the track. Um, just, be, I mean, just for his sheer competitiveness, uh, you know, he's, 
you shouldn't be just in there for that. But I mean, his record is phenomenal as well. So I mean, um, I think those two are probably. Oh, Darren Lockie will be in there, no doubt about that, uh, down the track. But probably I'll pick those three probably, you know, down the track. Yeah, and and I think that that's totally fair because sort of like that Dragons Premiership side of the '60s, that's yeah. something we'll never see again. Is that Queensland decade of dominance, um, and it deserves to be recognised, I think. Um, but you know, then again, it's bloody hard to leave out Billy Slater and Greg Inglis, isn't it? But you can't probably have five immortals, so yeah. it's tough. I, I personally think Lockyer should have been made an immortal last Earlier. night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you know, I, I just think he he was the best in the game at when he was fullback, and he was the best in the game when he was five eight. There's very you few, if, many, if any, many players. People do that, do you? No, in two no. key positions, and he yeah. was the best. Mm. I mean, a lot of people say that Billy Slater revolutionised fullback play, but I I think it's Darren Lockyer that that revolutionised that out the back playmaker mm. style of fullback. I mean, you, you saw the best of both of them. Yeah, yeah, I was lucky enough to be involved with them when they were first coming through as a. As youngsters, in the, especially in the Queensland side, and um, yeah, lucky just for you know they're both not pretty, not very big blokes, you know, I man, and just so durable and tough as nails, and and it probably shouldn't come into it, but the way Billy's come back from his shoulder as well, I mean, oh, phenomenal, the toughness, yeah. you know, and lucky used to get knocked around a fair bit as well, and yeah, mate, as I said, uh, yeah, it's. It's all, always uh, subject to uh, people's opinions, and you know it, that's what that's why we love it. It's it's kind of um, it's debatable, isn't it? Yeah, exactly right, and that's that's the beauty of rugby league. I, I think more, you know, perhaps AFL in Melbourne as well. But unlike rugby union, rugby league types really embrace debate, which means there can be probably more negativity about the code than at other yeah, times. Yeah, but yeah, at yeah. the same, at the same, it also keeps us engaged. I mean, yeah. um, just on the immortals again from last night, Norm Proven and Mal Meninga. I went back to my room at the academy and set a goal. I want to play for Queensland. I want to play for Australia. I want to play for Queensland. You know. I uh, went in 1979 as, a, as an 18-year-old kid and people laughed at me when I told people, but um, it didn't deter me. Norm Proven and Mal Meninga awarded. Yep. You, you're happy with that? I mean, I'm, I'm oh, certain yeah. you are with Mal. But, um, yeah. You think- oh, yeah, well, I mean, I was a Saint supporter as a kid and I, I, I kind of and I what, only got to watch uh, bits and pieces um, of replays and stuff for Norm Proven uh, to, to do what he'd done, um, you know. I mean, would he play you know thirty odd games for uh, Australia and um, twenty five or around games for New South Wales and close to close to three hundred games for St George? You know, what I mean, so I mean that's a and captain, well, a captain coached actually uh, as well. So, um, so that's, eleven consecutive premierships, and he played in ten of them. The yeah. last five as captain yeah. coach, which well, is pretty amazing. Well. Not, not many people can say they won ten grand finals, in they? In, no. in a row, aren't they? I mean, quite a, quite unbelievable, as I said. But and um, I've, I've met Norm quite a few times, and, and a lovely fellow. Obviously, that doesn't come into it, but I mean, he's just a uh, out and out uh, lovely bloke. So uh, yeah, it's good to see um, him get a start in there for sure. And Mel, I mean, I'm I'm biased. I've had a lot to do with Mel over the years, and um, to do what he's done as well. Um, you know, everyone says about his coaching and that stuff now, but I mean, his, his playing record was phenomenal as well. So, um, actually, we were sp- I was in the the Fogs office the other day, and um, uh, Gino, myself, 
um, talking and Johnny Rebo and Gordon was in there to come in there and um, we congratulated Gordon, you know, and we're just, just saying it. It's amazing, though, um, the Brisbane games never get brought up and um, Gordon was saying, he said, oh, well, what was happen- what happened in the Brisbane days in the 80s? So I said, mate, I couldn't believe how clean the Sydney comp was when I first went to Sydney. I said, because there were cameras at all the games. So where in Brisbane... The only match of the round was at obviously at Lang Park. That was really the only game that got filmed. So, mate, <laughs> it was a bloodbath. The other games, it was, mate. I couldn't believe when I first went to Sydney how clean the footy was. It was faster, but it was nowhere near as brutal as the Brisbane comp. And um, and I think I'm, I'm thinking when I first got to Sydney, I'm thinking how good this? You can run around here with someone not trying to take your head off. You know, so. but, but how bad is it? I, I can't throw a little rabbit punch in, in a tackle and <laughs> otherwise it'll get picked up. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, it's, I mean, the game's are clean, the cleanest it's ever been nowadays. But I mean, but uh, going back to the Brisbane games never get counted into... No, so Wally Lewis supposedly played 50 or 60 games at rugby league. Well, he played a lot more than that, you know, because... I mean, with or- that's not counting Origins, and they, they've got him down as uh, playing sixty odd games or something. You know, what I mean, which is complete bull because he only because he played with uh, the Broncos when they first kicked off in the Seagulls, and then they only count them games where he's played for Valleys and Wynnum, and you know, for a long time, long, long time. You know, what I mean, so they don't they don't get a run in that. And, and there's another bloke that um, that I hold him just as high regard as Wally and, and um, Mal is Gene Miles. Mm. Yeah, why doesn't uh, he get he, talked about in that sort of well, rarefied know, mate, he, he, Same know. with Alf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, it was good to see Alf get a little bit of recognition but um, for what he done. But, yeah, Gene Gino was unbelievable. I was probably lucky enough. I'm not real 100% sure, either 10 or 12 or whatever it was, Origin Games with Gino, and he, he was unbelievable. So, um um, and he was ruthless on the footy field, Gene Miles, I can tell you. Um, yeah, and he, and what a combination him and Mel forged together, you know, in the centres. I remember my first origin and playing, and the back line was bigger than the forward pack. <laughs> 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 With Mel and Gene, and, and Molly's not a little man either, you know what I mean? So, yeah, we're pretty fortunate in those days. Yeah, but Gene... Gene's right up there, mate, with the best of them. Don't worry about that. Yes. See, Gino was a little bit before my time, but Alf wasn't. And I, I always yeah. think that Alf should be an immortal. Um, he was the best halfback for a, for a decade. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I saw Wayne Bennett give a couple of quotes, and I, I actually agree with him. He, he basically said if, if Alf was a New South Welshman, he would be an immortal. And maybe not if he was a New South Welshman, but if he'd played down in Sydney, they would have respected him and understood him more, I think. Yeah, it, it, oh, mate, I'm biased. He's, he's one of my best mates, so and um, play a lot of footy together. I, I reckon he should be, but you know, I, they'll say I'm biased, but and I probably am. So. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> you but also witness him. You also witness firsthand just how devastating he could be for his size, and he and he changed the game. That, that's what I think really matters. He changed well, he's the short, game. He's short little, and I tell you, and and played a lot of footy with him, and he didn't have, he, he couldn't throw a long pass. He couldn't kick very long, Elf. But what he did do, he he short passing game, he's dummy, he's little grubber in behind, he, he'd reverse kick the ball. He used to play a lot of indoor soccer at the police academy. That's that's where he got all that from. 
lose the inside of his foot uh, for grubber kicks and if he could run him one way and kick it back the other way and you know get the full back off guard um, but yeah I mean he was tough as nails too again little, little fella we, we made our origin debuts together and it was so good having him there because everyone was saying I was too small for the Fords. I was going to get killed and Elf should have been the ball boy. You know, so <laughs> <laughs> they, took, they took the pressure off me. But yeah, yeah. Well, I remember I actually played a bit of a charity touch game with Elf about four or five years ago and he still had it, that ability to throw a short ball to put a bloke in the gap at the, yeah, at the yeah, exact yeah. right time. Um, it was just quite amazing to see this this bloke who would not run very fast and all of a sudden no. the defence was just confused. Mesmerised, yeah. I mean... You just reminded me, I was so lucky to, years ago when I was at the Roosters down there and Arthur Beecham was the coach and uh, we used to have a, um, the Queensland blokes used to have a play bit of uh, touch footy with Arthur's team on a Saturday afternoon and and Arthur used to play and Arthur was pretty big those days and all he had to do was run into a hole and Arthur would hit you, you know, every time. It was unbelievable. So I can I can understand the, the blokes that... Um, used to say how good the old Roosters blokes, Ronnie Coote and Russell Fairfax at News and that say to me how good it was to play with Arthur. They said, you just run into a hole. He said he'd hit you every time and make you look real good. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in, hold it. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Gilly, uh, let's talk a bit about the Titans. Um, they're in the news again this week. They've, Garth Brennan has had a meeting with Corey Norman, the Eels playmaker. The Eels yep. have told Corey, uh, look, we are not sure if we want to keep you moving forward, even though you're under contract, as happens more and more in rugby league these days. You're free yep. to explore your options. And Garth is keen on getting Corey. Do you, do you think that's a good buy for, for the Titans? Yeah, 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 yeah. I do. I think he's. I think he's gone a bit stale. Um, the Parramatta, and he, and he's, um, he's had a few injuries too. No doubt about that. Um, but interesting. Michael Gordon uh, said he wants to go around next year, and they're going to try and um, shore up a deal for him for next season. And I mean, he's been very, very good for the. He Titan, has. Yeah, he? he really has. I reckon Corey Norman would be a good uh, fit. I mean, what position he'd play is another. Another thing, I mean. So, but you're right with Michael Gordon. He's been sensational. He and you know, I see they're keeping Anthony Don, which is good too. They've got some yeah. good players there. You've worked with them a bit. They have some good talent. They're just probably three or four players off being a finals team. 
No, you're right. And um, if they could get, if they could, I know this doesn't sound much, but if if they could get a little bit like some th- third party deals as well to go mm. in, they might just be able to get that quality play there a bit more. You know what I mean? And um, which you know some clubs don't have the luxury of that, but. Um, other clubs being such as the Broncos do. Gordon, you know, kicking goals. The only other issue I've heard with Norman is that uh, the hierarchy, Graham Annesley, isn't so sure about him off field. You've had a bit to do with him over the years. Um, what do you mean? He seems like a pretty good fella to me. Corey Norman. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mate, I, I, I mate, he's a he's a bit of a larrikin. Um, he loves a good lo- loves a laugh and a joke, and, and you need blokes like that in your team. You know, I mean. Um, Maybe his early days there a couple of times at Parramatta, he might have been mixing with the wrong crowd, and um, I think a lot of people have done that before, and you know, and go, oh yeah, and then they realise, and he's matured, um, oh, and he, he was getting, his name was getting tossed up a year or two ago just uh, about playing Origin, you know what I mean? So um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think he'd be a good boy uh, for the Titans. Um, got that bit of um, swagger about him when he's playing good footy. Um, yeah, I, might have, well, yeah, I think he would be a good boy. You, you were there at the Titans as an assistant coach when they were at their best, a prelim final, 2010, I think, wasn't it, yeah. um, against the Roosters. Um, how do they get back to that? Like, well, I'm, I'm always confused what's, what happened, you know? Like, they, they, they were so good so fast... Uh, with you and Cardi there and Princey, I know they had good players. I just don't understand why you were able to get such quality players then, but since haven't really been able to. Yeah, I, I mean, but you can see how quick it changes. I mean, mm. have a look at Parramatta, you know what I mean, from yeah. last year. Look at the Bulldogs, you know what I mean? Like, um, you know, and the, the West Tigers are a bit of a basket case, and, you know, obviously Ivan Cleary comes in there and, and changes a few things, and yeah, it can change very quickly, or, you know, you could. You go into the positive, but you can go into the negative very quickly as well. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's, it's a tough one. I mean, you need to, you need to, to keep when you when you haven't got the quality of depth like a lot of the other clubs have, and and the best players. Um, you need luck with injuries, and, and that 2010, um, you know, we had four bugs go down in that game against the Roosters in that semi-final, and you know, you get busted, and, but and. And then the next couple of years, one uh, the the two last years we were there, we we used thirty four players. Yeah, I mean you can't you can't do that. You know what I mean? So no. you need you look at any competition, uh, anyone who wins a competition, they normally use around you know twenty one, twenty two, twenty three players. Um, and if they're going really good, they might be able to give a, a couple of young blokes a bit of a, an education, give them a game. If they're going pretty good with injuries, give someone a break. Uh, but yeah, look at the Dragons this year. They've, they've yeah. probably only used 20, 21. Exactly, and that's what you need. And people forget that. I mean, they just see where you're situated on the ladder, and they don't really care. That's when you need a good, really good CEO uh, and, and good football management that know what's happening with your club and your team. And so they can go, well, you know, it was just one of those years we just couldn't put, you know, we just couldn't do any, um, put our foot right there. We got injuries and injury after injuries. So I mean. And a lot of the public don't see that. They just see where you are on the table. So they don't care. Um, it's all about winning. They don't don't worry about the, the consequences in between. So anyway. But, yeah, that's that's footy, mate. And that's, as I said again, about before, about the immortals. Everyone's got an opinion. Yeah, absolutely right. And speaking of opinions, Bulldogs, Broncos tonight. Gilly, who's your tip? Yeah, I, I, well, it won't be easy. Um, 
I think the I, I, I tipped the Broncos, uh, but they won't have it all their own way. Um, we're kind of they're starting to find a little bit of form under Dean Pay, and I, and I feel sorry for Dean Pay. I've said it before about all the uh, the Bulldogs and Manly, you know, all the salary cap dramas, and they can't. Uh, like Manly can't buy players, same as the you know Bulldogs had to jettison some players because they're over the salary cap for back-ended deals and stuff like that. So that's that plays a big part as well. Um, I, I, their back row um, for the dogs are Jackson, Martin, and Elliott. That Reese Martin, I think he's, I think he's only played nine or ten games. He's going to be a fair player. Oh, he's um, a good. I like him. He's yeah, yeah, he's a footy player, isn't he? Exactly right. Now if he can, if he can stay healthy. Um, It'd be it'd be uh, he'll be a really good player. So yeah, I'm just yeah. I think the I think the the Broncos will win. Geez, they wouldn't want to be taking the dogs lightly, mate, because um, they have really got nothing to lose. And a few of my playing for contracts and uh, young um, Wally's uh, nephew Lachlan Lewis, he he's starting to go well too. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, so, it's good to see him kick on. I've interviewed him a couple of times. He's a nice kid too. Yeah, yeah, he's. Um, because he's only a fairly small bloke, and he's kind of uh, defence uh, last week was um, pretty good, I thought. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see how he goes. You know, uh, week in, week out. That's the hardest thing when the young fellow, when you first come in, is is doing it every week. Mm. Um, you know, so yeah, they got nothing to lose, the dogs. So I think the Bronx will need to be on their game. If the Bronx lose this, they won't make the four. It's that simple. So they have yeah. to win um, if they want to make the four. And if you don't make the four, you don't win the premierships. So. Well, they got a little bit lucky last week. I mean, yeah. You know. They've been lucky a lot this year, Gilly. They really have. I, I think it's something like 10-plus games now. They've won by nine points or less with a yeah. few favourable referee decisions as well. They're, I'd say they've had more more luck with the ref than any other team. Well, I mean, that's what... You know, I remember playing um, years ago at different grounds and, mate, you knew... And it's, it's the way it is when those... Especially those suburban grounds, you know, like Art Oval and um, obviously Belmore and stuff like that, you knew when you were going there, you're never going to win the penalty count. <laughs> you, you knew <laughs> that. You know, and the, and the coaches used to tell you that, you know. So get your head around not winning the um, the penalty count, you know. So, because... Uh, you know, the crowds, you know, put pressure on the referees, and that's fair enough. I've got no problems with that. That's, you know, they get referees reckon they don't get intimidated, but they do. Yeah, um, of course you know, when the crowds are booing all the time about someone being off, you know, the other team being offside, of course it puts a bit more pressure on the Makes you second guess go, hang on, am I doing the right thing? Yeah, that's right. And they, they do look, seem to look some more, so, you know, more than that. But anyway, that, that's footy, and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, um, I'm really liking, um, you know, what's, some of the teams are doing at the moment, especially the Rabbitohs. You know, I think they're starting to storm. That that's one of the games of the the season for mine. Uh, Who's your tip up. there? Well, I, I tip the Storm only because Cameron Smith's fresh. That, mm. That's really basically the only reason. And and the Rabbitohs, uh, a lot of their uh, their blokes are just getting over Origin. Uh, not well. There's not a lot of oh, sorry um, plays in. Especially mainly Damien Cook, Angus Crichton, uh, Dane Gay Guy, a couple of those blokes. Obviously, uh, they're still getting over Origin, and uh, obviously Sam Burgess, uh, obviously Johnny Sutton. Those blokes, I think they um, they're the key to the Rabbitohs uh, for mine because they're going to match the the Storm forward pack, um, you know, around the ruck especially. So. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that game. I think that'll be a cracker. Uh, the other one tomorrow is Tigers and Knights. Who's your tip there? 
interesting. Um, I've tipped the I've tipped the Knights um, to put the Tigers to bed because uh, I don't know they're back at home. Um, they just got beaten by the Cowboys last week. Um, they got out of jail, the Cowboys. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll probably landing towards the Knights, mate. But I'm I'm not real confident either way there. Uh, and then we've got, it's actually a quite important game, this Dragons uh, versus Warriors on Saturday. Warriors need a win, uh, just keeping that eight to make. Look, they'll probably finish in the eight regardless, but they still need a win uh, yeah. so they don't finish eight and have to face Mate, maybe. credit to the Titans last week against the Warriors, but they, mm. were, they were woeful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they didn't show up. What's no, it, mate, oh, here's, yeah, here's a tip, Gilly. I reckon no team should have a, pr- a camp on the Goldie before a game. I don't think you ever win if you. The Warriors came Pitching early. The false sense of security. Yeah, yeah, they came early. They had a nice time. You see, it was Super Rugby team. So they yeah. plonked down there on the Goldie, and they, you know, it's Cavill Avenue. It's the Gold Coast. Your mind drifts. I think that's what happened with the Warriors. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, who knows? I mean. Um... I actually remember going there with the Roosters years ago. You used to get off the plane and there'd be bikini girls handing you pamphlets or saying which bar that to go to that <laughs> night. You know, so, and you collected uh, them all. No, well, no. <laughs> I might have got to one or two. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, after the game, yeah. But, yeah, uh, it's, yeah that's a, I think the Dragons will bounce back themselves. Um, but the Warriors, mate, that, they need to be a bit better than what they were the other night. You know, they were dreadful. Um and uh, obviously, um, uh, Sean Johnson, you know, he, he's, he needs to lead the way there. I mean, uh, you know, obviously Rogers, the, you know, the fullback and he's the captain. But, I mean, Sean Johnson needs to take more control. I think Isaac Luke, make, he, he didn't play last week, so he'd, be, he'd make a big difference uh, coming back. If he does, they've named him, so not sure if he's playing, but um, he'll make a big difference as well. Yeah, I didn't think the Dragons were that bad in that loss to the Roosters last week either. I just thought the Roosters were nah, sensational. Oh, no, no, they're, they're red hot, uh, the Roosters. And as I said I, as I said to you last week, I think the Roosters are the, the team who got more improvement in them than anyone else. You know what I mean? So and I haven't changed my thoughts on that either. Yeah, I get the feeling if, if every team's at their best, it's a storm Roosters grand final. Yeah, 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 possibly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the... the the Dragons were uh, on fire early in the piece, weren't they? You know mm. what I mean? So, um, uh, I, and the Rabbitohs, mate, I wouldn't discount them just yet, but because um, they've basically, I think they've basically nearly had their best side on the park for, you know, majority of the year, the Rabbitohs. They've, they haven't got too many injuries. Uh, Greg English to come back, though, you yeah. know what I mean? That's a huge in for them. Massive. Yeah, so, I mean, he'll be as fresh as a daisy. Don't worry about that. So that'll be a big plus for the Rabbitohs when G.I. comes back, mate. He'll be he'll be jumping out of his skin. So, um, yeah, geez, it's not a bad inclusion for him, is he? No, and we'll just rip through these last ones because yep. they're all pretty inconsequential. Uh, Eels versus Titans? Well, uh, again, I'll, they got to go back-to-back. Back. Um, I'm tipping the Titans, actually. So I think they'll get some... Um, Good conference out of last week, beating the Warriors, but they've got to go back to back. Their, their forward packs is nearly as good as any getting around, isn't it? Really, mm. on paper. Yeah. Um, yeah, and mate, AJ Brimson, geez, he's going good, isn't he, young fella? Um, well, that's the thing with Corey Norman coming is that AJ's yeah. natural position is fullback. Um, so yeah. that could open up that, but then you've also got Michael Gordon. But yeah, he's he's a really good looking footballer, eh? He's just got, he's just can play what's in front of him, he's tough, yeah. he has a go. 
Yeah, no, it'll be interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, either team could win that one. No doubt about that. Uh, Roosters, Cowboys? Yeah, I've got to go to the Roosters on that one. Yeah, even without Luke Keary. Um, Latrell yeah. Mitchell, how, how yeah, amazing well, was he last week? Oh, yeah. Well, how would you to... tackle him? What would you do? Um, I'd probably take a shovel out with me. Because <laughs> um, well, he, he's pretty good at uh, leaning forward, be able to bump blokes off as yeah. you go. You've got to drop really late on them blokes, as late as you can. Cause so, they, like, they fake high good... and drop low? Yeah, yeah, and... Um, it's easy when you're short, uh, but, <laughs> but when you, yeah, you make it as if you're going to go high on them, and then you've got to drop late as, as late as possible. Um, and you hit him in the thighs, and in in the thighs or in the the rib area, so um, it kind of takes a bit of sting out of him down the track. But anyway, yeah, best of luck doing that though. Yeah, well, I was surprised because you and Aiken's a good defensive centre, yeah, yeah. and he was just owned. Bit, actually, I replayed that. He's a bit upright, and he. Just had his feet side by side, so you got to have one leg in front of the other. So um, easier said than done, though. Yeah, uh, Cronulla and Manly in yeah, the shot. Um, disappointing. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> yeah. how they got beaten last week. The Eagles, unbelievable. Poor old Trent Barrett. Um, I think the Sharkies, mate. Uh, I think that would be that would have destroyed their confidence a bit. No, he, Tom mm. Dravojevic. We'd never seen him. Do that again. That's that's the worst game I've I've seen Tom play. Um, he'll play better than that because he's a better player. He would have been shattered, uh, Tom. You know the ball get knocked out there in the last couple of minutes. You know, um, but I think um, the Sharkies. The Shar- I think the Sharkies will will knock Manly off there, especially at home. Valentine Holmes, how good's he playing? So um, yeah, I think they'll be um, pretty hard to beat there, the Sharks. And finally, the Panthers. Uh, he's back on that. I, I, I hope he is back in um, Wade Graham. Uh, oh, mate, yeah. I, I love him as a footy player. Um, he's, as I said, he's not an athlete. He's a footy player. And, you know, down on that left-hand side, he's got that, they go two-pass, three-pass. He can put that little kick in. Uh, I, they missed him terribly last week, Cronulla. Um, mm against the Broncos, so uh, yeah, I'm glad to see him back for Cronulla. Well, he's been named in a, to start, so you think he's had a bit of a groin injury yeah. or something, hasn't he? Yeah, and they've also got Josh Dugan, who's a chance of coming on. Yeah, the yeah, bench. On, supposedly on the bench. Yeah, so they got they got a couple of blokes uh, coming back for them, so they need to they need to stay up there. Um, the Sharkies are what they're 26 points, so they need to they need to stay up there. So um, yeah because they've got a few bikes coming back as well. And then finally, we've got the Panthers and the Raiders. Um, the Raiders were pretty handily beaten last week against the Storm. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, the Panthers just came out yeah, of the clouds. I'll, well, the Panthers should should um, should beat the Raiders. I mean, if the Raiders come out and play that carefree top style of footy, um, you know, toss the ball around, and it could happen. But they, nine times out of ten, the ball hit the ground for them. So, uh <laughs> Yeah, I think the Panthers probably win that fairly comfortably, I'd say. No worries. Well, thank you very much, Gilly, once again, mate. Have a great day. Cheers. See you, Chris. See you, mate. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. 
Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.